I love a good daydream, but I also hate it because yeah. it, um, yeah, it can distract you and stop you from getting stuff done. Which is one of the meanings behind the title. Hey, thanks for tuning in to episode 43 of The Ross Trevino Project. Today's guest is a rapper whose debut album, Imprisoned in a Daydream, is available to stream on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Cloudy Clouds. Ah, nice one, dude. Uh, yeah. Did, did you know we'd met before? I didn't. Where did we? Where have we met? We have a mutual friend, uh, Nook. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we, uh, I came to one of your the things you were both doing in Brighton. I can't remember the name of the place, but it was near the clock tower. I don't. I'm not. I know Brighton, but I'm not super familiar with it. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> You don't know shows. Been years ago. Yeah, it was a little yeah, while no. ago. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. doing a show down there? I've done loads of shows in Brighton. So Nick, Nick used to live down there, obviously. Yeah. You know that. So I used to go down and like him and I used to perform together all the time. So I've done countless shows in Brighton with him. But um, since he moved out, um, he's obviously living in Vietnam now. I haven't spoken to him in a little while. So, How's he doing out there? I actually went out to, went out to visit him a couple of years ago. Um, stayed with him for like a week or so in Hanoi. Oh really? Oh wow! What was that, that like? Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, I mean, it was it was amazing. It was such a good good time out there. I did a little bit of traveling around before and saw some other parts of Vietnam. Then stayed with him for like just over a week at his place in Hanoi. It was amazing. Like the vibe there. So he's he's. I don't know how much you've been speaking to him or keeping up with what he's doing, but he's started a, an events company out there, and they're they're smashing it out there. They're doing really well. I mean, obviously, I think COVID's kind of you know got in the way a lot because their their lockdown in Vietnam is a lot more serious. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, so that's kind of messed with me a bit. But obviously at the time I was out there, this was before COVID, so I got to do a few shows out there, which was cool. Um and just the vibe out there is really nice. It's, it's like he's he's really kind of created a little a little thing because there weren't really any nights before that were playing hip hop, drum and bass, that kind of thing. So he's really really sort of started something out there which is cool he actually like organized the man's tour out there and yeah did a, did a bunch of shit so you know he's, he's smashing it out there it was really cool i'd definitely like to go back out soon ah nice man that's good to hear <laughs> has he managed to find like a bunch of people who are also into like hip-hop then yeah yeah there's, there's, there's a proper community of it out there and i think it's a small community because there's nothing really happening for those people oh really <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah it's good in terms of sort of organizing things Ah, don't so, yeah, no, it's cool. It's really cool. Ah, nice. So, where'd you grow up? I grew up in London. Um, yeah, North London. Always lived in different parts of North London, really. Ah, cool. Uh, what sort of music was like around your childhood household? Mm, so my household, like, it's about like what my parents were playing when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, quite quite a wide range. Like my um, my dad has a really wide range of taste. He'll play anything from sort of you know, reggae to, to pop to rock to like, like anything on the spectrum, my dad will play it. My mum was much more, she'd be sort of playing like Elvis and that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and she likes a bit of country. So, yeah, I think growing up, I heard I heard um, a lot, you know, from sort of classical music, actually, I'm like, a lot of that. So I really kind of heard almost every genre growing up. Not actually that much hip hop to be fair, yeah. but, but from, yeah, from my parents, sort of, yeah, everything. 
it, around the house, I really did hear a bit of everything. They're quite an eclectic taste. So, how did you get into hip hop? How did I get into hip hop? Just like originally, I think just sort of listening to you know what was what was on the radio, what my friends are playing, that kind of thing. Um, but like Eminem was a big one for me. I think a lot of, a lot of people say that he was like the first person that I, I listened to. You know. You know, listen to a lot of what was on sort of pirate radio, a lot of like the grime at the time, like when you know grime wasn't what grime is now, kind of thing commercially. Um, and then I was like Nelly, was like Nellyville, that was the first um, rap album that I bought. Then it was like Eminem, that was the first guy for me that was really like, oh, okay, like that sort of showed me the levels. And then from him, I, I think a lot of people will tell you this that from him you get into a lot of other artists like you know, your 50 Cent, your Obi Trice, your and then from, you know, DMX and Kanye, Jada Kiss, etc. It all kind of stems from Eminem, I think. For, I think for a lot of people, I think that's quite common to hear that Eminem's sort of their way into way into rap, way into hip hop. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, he was the first rapper I remember being into as a kid as well. Yeah, I really liked his abilities to like tell stories. Is that something uh, that resonated with you as well? Yeah, I think I think it's um, one thing that I really rate about him is the fact that he's he can be lyrical without it being boring. As in, what I mean by that is you'll get certain people. It's like, yeah, fine, you're you're lyrical, but every track you're talking about the same thing, or you're you're just on some like you know lyrical miracle whatever shit. And it's like <laughs> it's not actually that entertaining. It's not it's not musical as well. Like it's not it's I, I can respect it as it's good like I can I can say yeah fine you've got bars but it's more than just about that it's about entertaining people it's about like having a bit of musicality I think as well it's there's there's so many sort of layers to being to being great and I think that what Eminem is able to do is I think he's able to be lyrical without people necessarily even realizing that he's being lyrical like like so when I started listening to him I was listening to him because he was I thought he was cool and then like I, I kind of realised as I got more into hip hop and realised about you know flows and rhyme patterns and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, he's he's got that without even me even realising that he had that. And yes, that's that's what, what always sort of appealed to me about him. So when did you start like uh, writing your own songs? Um, so I started just sort of writing, scribbling stuff down. Um, so like, as a, as a teenager. Um, I didn't, I say in terms of actually releasing stuff, I've been releasing music now for, um, yes. Oh, I think my first project came out 2014. My first mixtape came out 2014. So yeah, I've been, I've been releasing stuff for, what's that now, like eight years? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's, that feels mad. But yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, was probably, it probably wasn't too, too, too long after that that I met you, to be fair. It was around the time that you put out the video for of the like the three old men who are rapping. Oh yeah, yeah. oh fair. That was quite a bit. That was quite a bit after 2014, and that was more like 2017. 2020. But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I think you hint at in that song. So is it a song about regret? But all the three different perspectives of yourself are regretting the decisions you made in each circumstance. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I kind of. It wasn't even necessarily a, a, a perspective of myself. It was just sort of a perspective of of human beings. It was just kind of making the point, I guess, that no matter what path you choose in life, and no matter what you do, there's always going to be a path that you didn't travel and a path that you didn't didn't choose. And 
I suppose, I suppose that was kind of what I was what I was getting at with that really. Like <laughs> this was trade off. Happy with the happy with the path you take, and I suppose if you're if you're just not a happy happy person, then no matter how much you achieve your dreams and fulfill them, you know you're always going to be an unhappy person. So I guess it's about sort of being being proud of what you've done and being confident with the path that you chose and being being cool with kissing goodbye to the path that you didn't take. How many of your songs are like based on like real events? Uh, like I said, a lot of my music is based on real events in terms of like things that have things that have happened in my life or things that I've thought about. Like sometimes I will make a song that's, you know, just a story for me to tell a story and there's not any any truth to it. Like I, I do like narrative with my music but yeah quite a lot of a lot of stuff that i say is is sort of based on things that i've thought or and even if the story itself is like a little bit sort of invented it'll be based on based on truths and based on things that i've at least thought so yeah yeah i, yeah, I think you know reality is inspiration to a lot of what i write or probably a lot of what most people write so you know sometimes <laughs> Truth is stranger than fiction. There was one lyric um, in one of your songs where you talked about uh, it was advertised in the song as a fictional song, but you mentioned traveling three hours to go and taste some really good cheese or something. <laughs> Did that actually happen? <laughs> no, unfortunately, that didn't actually no. happen. A lot of people have actually asked me about that, about that song. Like, I, so, like, people, I've had, I actually had people, um, like being like, oh, was that song? Was that kind of about me? Or like, da, 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 like yeah. that song was uh, a fictional song. So you have loads of ladies uh, being like, like ooh, <laughs> thinking it was about them. Yeah, and I had like even like people, I know, even like friends, even even like my sister was like, oh, so who's the girl? I was like, there's no girl. It's 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 it's, it's a fictional. So what I was what I was trying to do with it was um, I was trying to make something that um, I was trying to sort of for the first couple of verses, I was trying to make. Like tell stories of things that sort of could have happened and mm. just sort of, you know, your typical shit in a relationship. So that's just why I thought, you know, I'd sort of start start with that one. Just that's the sort of thing I would do though. Yeah. Like, travel, travel, <laughs> I like I I do like my food, so that's the sort of thing I would do. I would I would go a long way for a meal. <laughs> yeah, I did find that very relatable. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um I was gonna ask something else about um if it was true, where did I write it? Oh yeah, um, you wrote a song about sharing a taxi ride with people having an argument. Has has that actually happened to you? No, so I've I've only actually used Uber Pool a couple of times, and every time I've used it, I've actually had had quite a good chat with the other people there. Um, I've, I've I used it once coming back from a back from a rave, hmm. and everyone else was on their way to work, and. Um, <laughs> So no one was really, no one was really at first. No one was really feeling it, and I was all being there. So guys, like if you were an animal, what would you be? And I was, I was, I was buzzing. <laughs> By the end of the traffic rush, swear to God, everyone we were all best friends. Oh, and, I, and, so and cool. one of the ladies, one of the ladies was on her way to work in Tesco, and I still sometimes see her in Tesco. And she'd still be like, hey, and like the driver was like, we were all best friends. By the end, so that's my that's my actual Uber pool story. Um, oh, that nice. I managed to get a bunch of people at work on their way to work <laughs> to be happy and appreciate like my off my buzzing vibe but no so with Uber Pool the song um I wanted to sort of I wanted to create a scenario where people sort of had an argument people that wouldn't necessarily meet each other met each other if you know what I mean that was kind of what I would do with that song so originally it was going to be like a maybe a tinder date 
I was going to do. They had the argument, but then I thought oh, I want more characters, and so I thought Liverpool, perfect. It just kind of came to me one day, like what is what is the scenario where you've got a bunch of people that wouldn't necessarily converse, don't have that much in common, and they're all in one spot, and then yeah, Liverpool was the one that came to me. If not, I could have got like stuck in a lift or something, perhaps. Oh so, yes, Liverpool would have been worse. So, yeah, that, that, that was kind of why. I was. Is yeah. that your part too, stuck in a lift? <laughs> it's the same people again. <laughs> Not you again. <laughs> Just... Ah, fair enough. Like, um, when you're making songs, what generally comes first? Is it the beat or the lyrics? Um, Always the beat will come before the lyrics. What varies would be whether it's the concept or the beat. So sometimes the main two ways I'll make a song is either I would have like a concept in my mind, like, like with Uber Paul, for example, I was like, okay, cool. I want to make a, I want to find a beat then that I can do like a conversational sort of slightly funny, but that, that sort of vibe. So I look for a beat like that. Or sometimes I'll find a beat first and I'll be like, I really like this beat. Let me, let me write to it kind of thing. So it'll be one of those two, but I would never actually have the lyrics before the beat because I always write to a beat for my, one of my songs. Ah, so. uh, nice. No, so your, your album is called something like Imprisoned in a Daydream? Yeah, yeah, my my recent most recent album, Imprisoned in the Daydream. Yeah, I was listening to it this morning. It was like all the way through. It was really fucking good. I really liked it. Um, Thank you. Uh, where do your daydreams tend to take you? Um, I, I can daydream like no one, no one daydreams like me. Like I can I can daydream for hours. Sometimes I'll have shit to do that day. I've like three hours spare that afternoon. And then the first hour of it will go and daydream. I'm like, what am I doing? Oh my like, god! I'm, I'm, yeah, my my, I am a I am a professional daydreamer. I can't help it. I love to daydream. I love, I love dreams in general. I think dreams that you have when you're asleep are mad. Like, you know, fascinating. Um, and I I love a good daydream, but I also hate it because yeah. it um, it, yeah, it can distract you and stop you from getting stuff done. Which is one of the meanings behind the title, like in, in a daydream. Like, yeah, kind of one of the more. More um, sort of obvious meaning was that um, you know you're stuck in this dream of like trying to do music, and you can't get away from it. And it's like this daydream of doing music, but sort of a a second meaning to the title was this, just literally the fact that I daydream and daydream and daydream that I can, yeah, I am I'm a big daydreamer. So, <laughs> so you go to so you go to go, you think oh, I'm going to make a sick beat today, and then you sort of daydream about where that beat will take you, and then you don't actually end up making a song. Yeah, that's that's um. Actually, I, I had a bar on the album about that. I was like, I, I spent yesterday dreaming about when I'm the king of raps. So I didn't write a single track. You see the irony in that? Um. So yeah, no, I I, I can I I do those things. Yeah, I'm, I'm a daydreamer. Like, even, even on the train, sometimes I had like a the other day I had like a two and a half hour train drive. So I bought like some stuff to do. Like the first like hour and a half, of it, I was just looking out the window. It's great. I wasn't bored, but like, I was like shit, I got shit to read. I've got stuff to do. Yeah, I'm, I could I can daydream that crazy. Ah, oh, that's mad. Yeah, um, I think you mentioned that might be the same track. I'm not sure where you mentioned uh, procrastination. Uh, do you? Yeah, yeah. That, is procrastination that. a product of your daydreaming, or is it defense mechanisms? Sometimes you just avoid doing stuff. No, I'd say it's purely purely a daydreaming. Okay. Like I, if I didn't. I, I think if I didn't daydream, I'd, <laughs> I'd get a lot more a lot more done. But you know, I, I I do all right. If I need to get something done, I just sort of sort of force myself to do it. I think a big um 
big thing, even for a dream, you just have to sort of take a deep breath and say, okay, I'm going to start in five, four, three, two, one, boom, just to sort of get going. But, you know, yeah, I think sometimes, I, I think another thing of procrastinate is like the internet. Sometimes you'll be, oh yeah, you'll be on, on YouTube and fall down a rabbit hole of watching videos of like, you know, I was, like a few months ago, I was watching a video of some kid that went on the Ellen show and was just, he, he, he went viral for saying, actually, on a news, I don't know if you saw it, but he was interviewed Maybe, at like a, so. a local a local state fair or whatever. And he said, hey, actually, 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 he said, yeah, actually, yeah. every other word. And then I he went viral. Mean, yeah. But I was watching, I spent like an hour watching like him going with Ellen DeGeneres around the world doing different things. Like, Why am I watching this? <laughs> it was cool. He's cute. Ah, oh, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. Internet's a big place. There's a lot, a lot of pit holes to fall into there and yeah. not get back out. <laughs> it is strange how you can just get like I always do it where I super get interested in something and then like an hour later I just don't give a shit about whatever it was that I just spent like ages yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice, man. Um, uh, do you have any frustrations with like? Hip hop or hip hop culture at all? Um. Oh, good question. Um. Like, I mean, to be honest, hip hop culture is such a massive thing now that it's like, I just kind of see it as I just try to fit in where I fit in and do do what I do. I think there's there's so there's so much like hip hop become something that's bigger than just one type of culture like in the way in the way that you would never say um you know one singer has to be like another singer oh you know because you do you you, you split singing into subgenres you've got opera singers jazz singers pop singers etc and there's so many different types of rapper now but rap has become bigger than one one medium of or one type of person one type of music um so i think there are certain perceptions about hip-hop culture that I would say aren't necessarily aren't necessarily true, and I think, but it's, it's getting to the stage now that you know a, you've got like a rapper like Migos, you've got a rapper like you know, Kendrick Lamar, you've got rappers like um, I don't know um, Aesop Rock, like like all those are such three such different types of artists that you're going to say that I know it's all rap and it's all sort of they probably all have similar inspirations, but to say that they're I think that's one thing that will, that will, that does sort of frustrate me a bit. That people think there's this sort of stereotypical rapper, and actually, like, no, nah, there's so many different types of people that rap, so many different types of beats, so many different types of great music, and it's like we're all just, yeah. I think the fact that people try and stereotype rappers as a certain thing or a certain way of being, I think that's something that frustrates me a little bit. But it's what it is, you know. Like people are always going to have sort of views of everything, and you can't let stuff bother you i just make my music and and for the people that like it and i guess that's 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 what i can do oh nice do you find a lot of like unique styles of rap when you're out and about doing shows then yeah i've, I've met some really dope rappers at shows actually just even at just like whether it's at open mics or people on the same bill as me at shows yeah i have met some people but i think yeah wow that's you know you really are a unique unique artist um to be fair, like I have, yeah, I've met some really unique, cool people out and about. But actually, like 
Instagram. That's where if you really go on the rabbit hole on Instagram, you will find some really dope people that have got like not very many followers, not very many views, but it's actually like, yeah, wow, like you, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such an oversaturated uh, market at the moment. Like everyone wants to rap. Like if you, yeah, if you hashtag the word rapping post, you're going to have, as soon as you press um, upload, you're going to have about 10 people being like, DM, you know, follow me for promo, all this and that. And <laughs> there's just a market to it. They just, it's, it's sold to so many people as the dream. Um, and it means that so many different types of people want to do it. And there's so many different, um, I've got a little bit of attention here, but yeah, but there, there is a lot. If you really want to go looking, whether it's open mics or just on Instagram, you'll find some yeah, really, really cool, unique and original um, artists out there. And that's exciting because you think with so many people out there, there's not going to be anything new. And you and I sometimes kind of think like I'm harder to impress with rap than I was when I was a kid growing up because now it's like I've, you know, I've heard so many rappers to so many so many times when I'll hear people, I'll be like, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. But nothing to get excited about. But as, there's nothing like the feeling of hearing someone's music and just getting really excited and being like, wow, like, this, is, this is why I love this. Why I love this. Uh, can you think of any names off the top of your head so people uh, that uh, people at home should look out for? People that I've met out and about. Uh, one, of the, one of the dopest people that I met... Um, like years ago, I met a guy called Consensus. He he killed it, and he still kills it. I definitely tell people to like, check out his food bar, check out his um, yeah, check out any of his music. Like yeah, super lyrical artist. Um, yeah, I, I, that's that's what's one off the top of the head straight away that he was um, that was actually at one of um one of Nook's events, and then there was an open mic at the beginning, and he jumped up, and yeah, so he just did a little freestyle off the head that night. I remember, so you know, we just exchanged um social media because we were on the same on the same bill when I started listening to his music later I was like oh shit like he can he can really spit so yeah no I followed I followed along with what he's been doing since then yeah that's, that's just one name off the head for sure but, oh nice man yeah um so you say so um you see some rappers that are underrated and then you like what what differentiates them you think from the people who sort of get big is there anything you can point to as a reason why some people get big and some people don't or is that the million dollar question man that's the that's the holy grail that question <laughs> if, if you if that's the that's the question every upcoming artist of any genre wants to know about but i mean and the reason why that's also a hard question is because there are so many different types of rapper that do get big if you see what I mean, that's so it's not like saying it's not like it, it's diversifying more and more. So, so if you look at like the biggest artists that there, there are, they are, there is quite a large difference between a lot of them. I, so I, I mean, obviously having a, having a label and having a lot of money for promotion is obviously, you know, a huge help. That's that, that goes about saying that if you, you need to have, unfortunately, a lot of it is about having the right marketing and the right, you know, the right budget behind you for that sort of thing. I think that's a big part of it. But that that in itself doesn't guarantee success. You ultimately still have to make good music. And I think it's, yeah, I, I think it's probably is just about having the right balance between skill, but also relatability of what it is that, what it is that people want, you know, what, 
what people look for in a in a rapper. I do think that having music that can be played, some some music at least that can be played in sort of more of a party club scenario does help a lot of people. Um if you look at like um it's funny, like actually like some friends and I were having a having a debate the other day about like what is like the biggest rap song of all time. Like not the best, but it's the most famous rap song of all time. Mm. And a lot of a lot of the ones that we were saying which is kind of like anthems, you know, anthems that that anybody would recognise sort of thing and, and that you could easily sort of play in a play in a party but also play in the car or so yeah. Yeah, well what were some of the big ones? One that I suggested I thought um some of the older ones that I thought were uh, sort of Coolio, Gangster Paradise, oh, Salt and Pepper, one. Push yeah. It, MC Hammer, Can't Touch This, QG's um Ready or Not were some of the older ones, some of the ones from like this century. I was thinking like the Eminem, Lose Yourself, the uh Snoop Drop It Like It's Hot, um the Jay Z and Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mind, even like Kendrick Swimming Pools is probably the most recent one that I would say is like a in the conversation of being like yeah so and all of those are sort of songs that are kind of anthems in a way you know that that everybody knows and even if they don't know the name of the artist even if you don't know i'm listening to salt and pepper everyone knows push it do, 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 do you know what i mean so it's like yeah yeah that's interesting because out of those ones the ones i recognize the name of they, they really don't have anything in common do they they're like sound wise no not at all and that's no. what that's what's all cool about that's super cool. You're you're right that they're it's weird that they're all considered the same genre of music. Actually, no, now you come to think of it, yeah, yeah, just because somebody's rapping, yeah, it's because of rather talking. than singing. But if someone was singing, you'd have yeah, it's it's interesting. And I guess that you have subgenres in rap like drill and grime and trap and you know boom bap and you know all that sort of stuff. But it's still under the umbrella of rap in a way that other other genres aren't under the umbrella of one thing i mean you get into like conscious rap as well and that's the whole thing that an artist start make, starts making a few conscious songs and then he or she's known as a conscious rapper <laughs> and it's like well if you just want to make one or two conscious songs like you might want to make a conscious song and then want to make a song about going out and selling drugs as well why can't <laughs> why can't the two be on the album they've got a conscious side and they're not con- yeah it's it's i think rap is rap is labeled and, and categorized in a way that a lot of other genres are. I'm sure there are other genres that are as well, but I'm not as familiar with. But from what I know, rap is very much in the sort of labelled and categorised. Are these are these labels and categorizations like self-imposed, or are they they put on to the people? Do you think? I would say more more put on mm-hmm. to them from from. Like it's very rare for someone to label themselves as a conscious rapper, right? Like I've never heard someone say I'm a conscious rapper. I'm sure I'm sure there are people that do. But again, that's something that the fan will will give on mm. give to them. But I mean, if someone sort of is drawn towards making a conscious song, do they end up inevitably making a bunch of them, or would do you know rappers who have just made the odd conscious song? Um, I mean, I suppose. Some people want to use their music as a platform to promote a certain message, while other people want to use their music as a platform just to make people dance or party. So, in that way, like it's 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 likely that if you're you, you'll probably get the odd person that decides to make one and then make the rest of their album about something else. But often, I would imagine, yeah, like 
if you're someone that's making a making a conscious song, it's because you're that sort of person that wants to communicate that message to the world, your views on whatever subject to the world. But it's funny that like, I've had certain people tell me like, oh, I've I've got I, they think of me. My album was like conscious in a way. It's, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think of it in that way at all. Like I mean, I suppose you could argue that there are certain songs where I discuss like my views on certain things. So if that in that way, it's conscious. But I definitely wouldn't wouldn't think of myself as a conscious rapper overall. But it depends. It's all perception, I suppose. Yeah, no. Um, I feel. I feel like you're more like Alice in Wonderland when they eat the mushroom. And... <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I'll take that one. I like that. <laughs> you're starting your own genre over there. <laughs> so you said you said on Instagram you'd done either was it a play or a musical recently? Tell me about that. So recently, so like we were speaking about Uber Pool earlier, what I wanted to do was to create a longer version i mean not not all who pulls up to do who pull but a, a longer like uber pool was like a seven minute hip opera for youtube i wanted to create something longer sort of more like the 45 minute to an hour level for stage um difference being in uber pool i recorded the song and everyone was sort of mouthing over my words whereas here in in my place called dawn again um and the like all the actors are actually rapping my bars themselves, which was a bit more ambitious. Yeah. But, um, and it was kind of, it was interesting as well because when, when I started casting for it, I was looking for actors and, um, I've cast, I've cast most of it now. And um, my cast are amazing. I'm so happy with them. But, um, the, the issue was at first I started looking for actors rather than rappers just going through those channels and I was like a lot of people finding it really hard a lot of people like you know how I rap I rap sort of quite fast and there's quite a lot of words in there so the people that don't rap that was quite confusing for them and, and then I started getting to the point where I was like oh maybe I should have actually looked for rappers that could act rather than actors that could rap you know what I mean but mm. I've come this far now and then but yeah all my actors came through and smashed it and and I'm super happy with it so yeah I don't know exactly what my next step for the play is now, but um, I would hope to start putting it on in some theatres in London by the end of this year. Um, oh, nice! But yeah, I'll definitely sort of you know keep keep an eye on my on my socials, and I'll I will uh, yeah I'll keep keep everyone posted with that. Yeah, but, um, I'd love to see that. Actually, that sounds amazing. Well, have you have you looked into any playhouses yet, or you're not you're not sure where you're going to put it? Um. So. Kind of like my main, my main focus is if it with it is I want to like obviously you know to put on a play it costs money it takes time mm. I've got to you know I mean it's so many expenses with that kind of thing it's a huge project so what I don't want to be doing is putting it on in a you know a theatre above a pub where you're going to get ten people in every night mm. um, and obviously I need to be realistic I'd love to have it on in the West End but that's hardly likely so i kind of want somewhere where i'm gonna get an acceptable sized audience every night so i'm I'm kind of doing some some rehearsals i haven't really actually spoken to any theaters yet but I've, I've spoken to a few people that tell me you know recommend this that this and that so so i think that's gonna be my project over the next sort of month or two to start doing some research and getting in touch with theaters and um showing them what i've what i've got and just hoping that we can get it on somewhere decent really 
Ah, nice, man. Well, um, I just thought of a random question that's completely off topic, but in one of your music videos, you ended up um, rapping in the street uh, naked. Uh, like, how scary was that? <laughs> to be honest, so, like, I, I don't really get shy or embarrassed about things. I just think whatever it is, it is what it is. The, the main sort of randomness of that day was um, I did it near where I live. Um, <laughs> reason being because I wanted to I was I, I was going to go somewhere I was going to go like Brixton High Street because I thought you'll get a lot of interaction with people there I know what it's like around there because I, I kind of wanted like a, a lot of people staring I wanted all that yeah um, so I was going to go down there but then I was like where am I going to paint myself like the easiest thing for me to do is just paint myself at home and then just walk out mm. let me get someone to paint me and just walk out kind of thing um, and I was so like focused on just that day getting the paint getting everything that um i didn't actually realize that i didn't, I didn't really think but it was october um so i was like, oh, it's gonna be cold but then it was like it was a random day but it was like, it was actually like, in the news like, the hottest topic. like so one thing i didn't have to worry about was the cold so i was actually like in perfect temperature pretty <laughs> better than everyone else in their in their jeans and their you know shorts and everything. i was just there in my boxers like i wasn't actually naked oh, by the way that's... i had boxes. I had boxes on. Yeah. We blood to make it look like I was naked. That's better, actually. Yeah, I thought you full on had your cock out. Don't want to get arrested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a point where a police car actually just drove by that I did it and they just laughed and drove on. So, ah, that's cool. If I've been naked, they might have, might have pulled over. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you got arrested. <laughs> Would have been some good footage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. No, fair, to be fair, with pants on isn't too bad. I thought you full of yeah. magic cock out in the street. <laughs> yeah, that might have been might have been a bit far. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, you also dyed your hair some mad colours for one of your videos. Um, uh, did you did you keep that hair after the video, or did you get rid yeah, of it straight like away? A month. A month? It was, it was my, my beard hair. Oh, that was it. I've been talking about doing that for ages. I've been like, yeah, I'm going to dye my beard multiple colours. Um, and so it was kind of, I kind of did it for the video, but also I did it anyway because I was talking about doing it. So I was like, on the, after the day that I've done it, let me let me get a music video shot just because, you know, like, it's there. I was having a memento of it, but I probably would have done it anyway. And yeah, I kept it for like a month. Um, people at work thought I was a bit nuts. I think they think they're very much walked into the office and I had that and no one really got it you know a lot of people were like even like even like a few months later but like, oh, I don't get it what was with the beard thing and like people I, I there was a point on the train I was sitting on the train and this little kid was being like mom mom look at his beard and she was like it's rude to point don't point don't stare and I was thinking like you know I am drawing a lot of attention to myself like it's this kind of, kind of weird if the kid didn't stare yeah yeah right? <laughs> Uh, what are some of like shit jobs you've had? Um, worst job I had um was years ago. I worked for Specsavers, and I my job was to give out the leaflets to tell people that they had a they they could come and get a free eye test. Oh yeah. So I was saving up to go, to go traveling. Um, I actually didn't didn't end up. I was planning to go to Australia for a few months. Didn't end up happening. In the end, I ended up going to Mexico to spring break and just went mental oh. there instead. But effectively, so I had like a few months. I had like, yeah, it was it was like sort of five months. Uh, so I 
just let me just take a job that I can just do. I can just do a load of hours and just save up as much as I can for this traveling. Mm. Did that. That was a shit job. Because firstly, so I, I did it from like October to February. So it really was like the cold. I, I lost in the winter and I used to stand out. I was doing like 12, 13 hour shifts, like standing out there in front of the shop. Just, but, and so I, I was quite like, I was there every day. I was quite just, I just got chatting to a lot of people. There was some really cool people. There was like an estate agent that used to, used to come talk to me. And he like bought me a book about rap and, and everything. Oh, nice. Like, like he said, like, I have a son your age, like kind of thing. Like there were a lot of people that I just kind of got talking to. It was sort of an, an area, like a high street where you sort of see the same faces. Mm. And they used to hate the inspect savers. They used to hate me doing that because they'd be like oh, fair enough I understand it from their perspective they're like we're paying this guy to try and drum us some business for the shop and he's chatting to one person for an hour it's going to come in for, a, for an eye test um so yeah I used to they used to have a lot of a lot of words with me about like you know um stop doing that and then it was it kind of became obvious that when I when I when I realized I wasn't going gonna go Australia as I planned I was just like no but this I'm out let me find out find something better so yeah that was that was the worst job i've i've had oh it was just because of the length of the days you reckon and it it was cold like mm. it was if it had been summer it might not have been so bad but yeah. i was standing out there for i i didn't have to work those shifts because i had the mentality of like i'm just saving up as much as i can <clears> to travel it um and i don't really have time to find like a, a better job like this job i was literally just out and they had a thing staying like hiring and they were like you can start today so i was like <laughs> um so yeah like i was just doing really long days in the freezing cold like it was so cold there were points when i had to like just go in i was just like, shivering um so there yeah, that was that that was and it was boring like it's a boring boring job to be standing out on the street all day just with no like i have music i was listening to music but like even so like it was yeah, it was a boring job i know so i i quite often see like people I think you you alluded to this in one of your videos as well. The people who stand outside like selling their rap CDs. Um, mm. Have you ever actually done that? And if so, is is there actually a success rate by selling to random people? I've never stood outside selling a rap CD. I, I, I I've I've taken like loads of CDs to festivals and and given them out mm. and things like that. Or like I've had like I've waited in a car park um, or like outside of a club where it's like a rap show kind of thing and, mm. and giving out cds to like the first like 100 people coming out yeah. and stuff like that i've done that kind of thing but i've never actually sold cds um yeah like standing on a standing on the corner of the road kind of thing yeah i think it's a much better idea just to give them out for free if you're giving them to people who don't know who you are because yeah you're, you're asking someone to invest in something that they can't hear yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. could be a blank cd <laughs> Yeah, true. Oh, nice. Um, so what you got coming up? Uh, so coming up uh, for the future, um, obviously I've got my play. I've got Dawn again. So keep a sort of keep an eye on my socials for news about that. Other than that, um, I'm playing with a group called Funky Nature at the moment. So we're doing quite a lot of live live stuff around London. It's cool for me to be with a live band because what that means is gigs in the sort of places that a solo rapper wouldn't get gigs oh. i've done shows in like italian restaurants and stuff like that like, there's no <laughs> way that i have me by myself spitting my bars because i've got a singer with me and a guitarist and all of that it's like okay cool we can 
they'll, they'll just let me in the type of places that they wouldn't let me in. Um, if not, other than that, as a solo, I'm definitely looking to do a solo project. Um, hopefully, hopefully this year at some point, um, it'll be shorter than my last one. I'm thinking sort of more like a sort of a four four track EP right type vibe rather than a full length album um obviously imprisoned in a daydream is 14 tracks so i gave people a lot there um so yeah that's that's kind of my my future plans really ah nice uh, what uh, advice you got for any one who wants to start rapping or like just start getting gigs as a rapper um just do it in terms of in terms of in terms of advice for star rapping um practice 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 that like breath control practice like if you do something every day you're gonna get good at it um so you really do need to do need to practice and in terms of getting gigs it's really just about talking to people um the majority of gigs that you're gonna get are from you just putting yourself out there emailing people talking to people turning up to open mics making friends and just it's it's a lot of it is done like that you know, until you start getting to the stage where you're getting booked out to fill, you know, fill fill arenas. Realistically, if you want to get gigs, um, you know, a lot of them will be badly paid or totally unpaid. But you're not going to get your way up until up into the better gigs until you've started doing that. So really, just yeah, just just talk to people. It's, it's a lot of this is just about the, being a personable, approachable character. Thanks for listening and thank you to Cloudy for joining me. Links to his music and social media can be found in the description box below. If you enjoyed this episode, then give it a like, subscribe, comment, share, review and whatever else. That's about it from me. Okay, nice one. Bye.